You're listening to the Victory Medical Center podcast in Austin, Texas. We'll bring you the most innovative discussions about the latest topics in healthcare, hormone optimization, weight loss, medicine, wellness, physical medicine, and so much more. Follow this podcast to learn how to live your best life with VMC. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Victory Medical Podcast, where you get a new bit of information from a very talented and incredibly insightful, smart provider here at Victory. I wanted to bring back Dr. John Kim, everybody. Hi, Donna. Thanks so much for coming back. I thought we would talk about something that hasn't been discussed yet on this podcast, so you get to be the first, and it is the wacky, mysterious world of cholesterol. So let's talk about what is it? I mean, I should know. I'm old enough to know what it is. I know that it's a scary word, and everybody always says, oh, you've got high cholesterol. There's got to be good cholesterol, right? There, so when you talk about cholesterol, and you draw that cholesterol panel, there's mm-hmm. three major subtypes. There's triglycerides. Mm-hmm. Triglycerides are a reflection of the fat content in your blood. You mm-hmm. blow your diet, it goes up. It goes up if you have alcohol, maybe if you're on estrogen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that one you should be able to bring down your own, just tightening things up. Okay. There's HDL. High-density lipoprotein is a so-called good cholesterol. Mm-hmm. It's a transport molecule, transports fatty acid from the arteries to the liver. More HDL you have, more fatty acid goes from the arteries, goes to the liver, gets processed, gets out of your system. So you'd like more of it. Okay. HDL, though, the problem is we don't have a good HDL medicine yet, meaning that we don't have ways to, to really significantly bump that number up mm-hmm. that are proven to reduce risk of heart disease. Once upon a time, uh, there was a med, uh, the vitamin niacin. There was a company that actually made a prescription version of it. They wanted to see if they could raise HDL, reduce risk of heart disease. And when they did their study, the risk of heart disease was the same. Risk of stroke was worse. And in any case, we don't talk about it anymore. Right. Uh-oh. I always tell my guys, one day, uh, and one more thing. that uh, I always say that, uh, they say that if you exercise, it can raise HDL. I got patients who run marathons, and mm. they raise the HDL three points. Really? Not real impressive. Yeah. One day when a company makes the perfect HDL medicine that raises HDL and reduces the risk of heart disease, buy stock immediately. <laughs> but for now, we're not going to worry about things we can't fix. A little inside trading going on over here. There you go. <laughs> LDL, on the other hand, the so-called low-density lipoprotein, mm-hmm. that's the so-called bad cholesterol. It's a transport molecule, transports fatty acid from the liver to the arteries. More fatty acid goes to the arteries, forms deposits, leads to plaques, leads to the blockages, and that's no bueno. But mm. there's lots we can do there. So when a patient comes to you, they say, I have high cholesterol. What's your first course of action for the patient? Obviously, assuming we're talking about the LDL, mm-hmm. bad cholesterol, the one that we're really good at fixing. Do patients so say that I have high LDL? I always hear patients to say, my cholesterol is high. But so it's the LDL that's that you're looking for. Believe me, I got all types. I got some not very uh, medicine savvy. I got others who pull out you know, studies and go figure. So <laughs> kind of depends. But uh, well, now, the uh, bad cholesterol, I think the first question is, what's your target LDL? What's mm-hmm. our goal? And the answer is, I don't know. It depends. In the U.S., if you're at average risk, nothing's going on, you're healthy, ah, 100 LDL is fine. Not okay. less than 100. But if you have higher risk, if you have diabetes, chronic inflammation, psoriasis, rheumatoid arthritis, bad genetics, you actually aim for less than 70. Now, if you have plaques, I actually like to have it a bit lower. They did a study in 2005 that changed how we treat cholesterol. Pre-2005, I would tell you, if your cholesterol was high, I'd tell you, yeah, sit on it, keep working on it, see if you can lose your weight, we'll wait and wait and wait. In this study, they had paid, this is the, Odyssey, the uh, correction, uh, 2005 was the asteroid trial. In mm-hmm. asteroid, they looked at patients, actual plaques in the arteries of the heart, LDL, bad cholesterol running in the 140s. Mm-hmm. General targets less than 100. They put them in the max dose of cholesterol straight up, dropping from 140 to 58, which is pretty low. Wow. 
came in at 58 for six months. At the end of six months, remeasured the area of the plaque, and the plaque shrank 9% in six months alone. We get your cholesterol low, and if you can reverse and actually unclog an artery if we get you low enough. Wait a minute. When I was a kid, they told us plaques are permanent. Once they're there forever, you better be good when you're young because you're just getting mm. worse. You can reverse them. Wow. I had a patient once, um, had the ultrasound of her neck, mm-hmm. showed blockages, 50% clogged. Oh. Sees cardiology. Cardiology tells her, don't worry. We don't do surgery above 90%. We'll wait. When it's 90, we'll do your stents. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> we got her LDL down to the 40s. Wow. Kept her in the 40s. Five years, uh, four years. At okay. the end of four years, rechecked the Doppler. wasn't 50%. It was trace deposit, zero blockage. Wow. I had another dude, LDL. Uh, so this guy had uh, chest pain, had a cardiac catheter test done. His cardiac cath showed pl- a plaque blockage in the arteries, uh, his left anterior descending. That's the uh, Widowmaker artery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was uh, 50% clogged. Mm-hmm. Cardiology tells him, don't worry. We don't do surgery above 90%. We'll wait on it. And uh, when it hits 90, if we catch it, then we'll put in your stents. If you don't die first? Yeah. If we get lucky. Yeah. Oh Thanks. We got him down to the 40s mm-hmm. uh, in his LDL. One year later, he had chest pain. They had to recath him. On the repeat cath, it wasn't 50%. It was 30%. Shrank that much already. This, this cath was read by the same cardiologist. It's not like you have interpreter bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cardiologist's report was, this plaque has regressed. Mm. It shrank. So here's the real question. Who needs aggressive management? Who, who do we treat to get their cholesterol this low? Mm-hmm. In the U.S., Traditionally, what we're supposed to do is wait until your first heart attack. And, oh, my bad, Donna. We should <clears throat> put you on more meds. And hmm. Really? <laughs> so my first answer to your question, what do you do when they say you have a high LDL? The question is, what's your target? Is there a way to risk stratify? Are there tests we can do to figure out, are you at average risk, high risk, low? That's our next step. Wow. So how many patients do you think you treat, I don't know, weekly with high LDL with MDVIP? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, the large number of patients do, let's yeah. put it that way. So uh, one of the things, what's a true normal LDL? For, so if you talk about why LDL is high, mm-hmm. and that kind of leads to the next yeah, question. Yeah, why is it high? Let's talk about that. L, uh, LDL is caused by two things. What you do, talking about watching your diet, laying off the animal fat, the beef, pork, dairy, whatever, and what your liver does. Your liver makes cholesterol. And the real problem isn't what you do. It's not about what your diet, it's really about your liver. And to put this in perspective, they say average cholesterol people eat 300 to 500 milligrams of cholesterol a day. You're supposed to eat 200, nobody does that. Oh. But your liver makes 1,000 every day. 70 to 80% of your cholesterol is made by the liver, not diet. I've got patients, hardcore, lacto, vegan, no animal, nothing. Still run high because it's the liver. I've got a pill, blocks all absorption of cholesterol. You take it, you absorb zero cholesterol in your diet, lowers cholesterol 10 points. Mm-hmm. It's not diet. So why does your liver make so much cholesterol? Your liver's production is caused by two things, genetics and weight. Only one that's fixed me. Can't change your parents. Mm-hmm. I've tried. <laughs> so uh, it, it's losing weight, especially if you have the metabolic syndrome. Mm-hmm. If you're an apple, have thin arms and, and, uh, and legs, but have a belly like me, that fat coats the liver, irritates the liver, cholesterol goes up. Fat mm-hmm. irritates the kidneys, you get high pressure, irritates the pancreas, you get diabetes, and then blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes leads to heart disease. So losing weight will help. But in order to get your number done, you have to lose obscene amounts of weight. Wow. So I got a great story. I had a patient of mine. He's five, he was five foot five, 220 pounds, LDL running of the 170s. Mm-hmm. I'll tell the guy, look, man, you need to lose weight. Your numbers get better. The guy starts juicing, gets off vegetables, turns them into juice, loses 65 pounds. Mm-hmm. Goes from 220 to 155. He looks great. His LDL goes from 170 to 140. A little better, not the 100 LDL I was aiming for. 
Mm-hmm. Tell the guy, look, man, you lost 55 pounds. You look amazing. You're, you're, you're really doing everything you can. Your number still sucks. You should be on meds. He decides, no, he's going to really go hardcore juicing. Uh-oh. And I remember because we talked about juicing, his eyes lit up. Oh, Doc, it was beautiful vegetables, it's chaos, on butter, meat, beautiful juice, beautiful juice. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Loses 20 more pounds. Goes from 155 to 135. His LDL goes from 140, bam, to 70. Oh. In other words, the weight it took, his liver's no longer covered in fat, no longer irritated, 135 and a five foot five male. Hmm. There's one little problem. This dude was thin. He oh. was so thin, you can see the bones attached to his head. I mean, it didn't look good. Uh-oh. Numbers don't lie. What's a true, so if you think about the uh, humans weren't designed to live, live now, we're supposed to be rail thin, hunter gatherers eating roots and berries and tree bark, like the Mm -hmm. skinny dudes in the Amazon. And am I going to do that? No, I take my meds. So the next point I was going to make is what's a true normal cholesterol for humans as a species? Mm -hmm. Is a true normal a hundred? Nope. hundred's good enough. A true normal. They did a study, looked at indigenous tribal peoples, middle of nowhere in Indonesia, Madagascar, average LDL. 76 really Uh 76 is a true normal the rest of what we did to ourselves if you can lose weight it's a different story then yeah you can get it better but you have to get to emaciated weights which i'm not sure i want right that's why i take meds yeah but that's a different story (laughs) and if you want to lose weight we have a whole manjaro podcast we did earlier so go back and listen to that one that's magic but even then you have to get to emaciated it'll help i'm not sure if you hit targets yeah but these meds save lives that uh med i was telling you about the the the, uh uh, asteroid trial Mm -hmm. where they showed plaque regression was done with a statin Mm -hmm. some of the patients in that study were overtreated ldl went to zero and Mm. even though it was zero it didn't hurt them won't hurt mind clogging artery they did a more recent study, January 2019, Odyssey. They wanted to see, could you overtreat a cholesterol? Was there a point where it's so low it doesn't do any good? Mm-hmm. They pushed the LDL to the 20s. Risk of heart disease, still better, still beneficial. No damage to nerves, no damage in brain function. In fact, it probably protects the brain from things like Alzheimer's. Lower still better. So why not? As long as you don't get muscle aches. Now, that's a legit side effect. There's mm-hmm. a decent number of people that take the statins that get achy. And if that's the case, there's other non-statin treatments we have if you qualify. Uh, Nexlizet is a neat med that's not a statin, it's a pill. Uh, the Rapatha uh, is amazing. Uh, it's an injectable that works dramatically lower uh, cholesterols. But again, you have to meet certain criteria to get it covered by insurance, which is a different story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot we can do. And the idea that you can reverse a plaque. You don't have to sit there and wait until your heart attack. It's huge. And it's important to treat. Mm-hmm. The uh, risk stratification is huge. How do you know who's at risk? And the problem in medicine is rely on the eyeball test. And the eyeball test is... This dude looks healthy. They look fit. They're fine, but you never know. I, I like telling my patients about uh, uh, Sam Ellinger, our previous uh, mm-hmm. uh, UT football quarterback. I'm mm-hmm. an ardent UT fan. Mm-hmm. And his dad <laughs> died uh, during the swimming portion of the, of the uh, Ironman triathlon. Oh, that's He's right. He's a fit guy. Yeah. I mean, you're wearing triathlons. It has nothing to do with your, where your arteries are. It has nothing to do with whether you have cholesterol or plaque disease. There's tests we can do to help sort out your risk. Uh, here at uh, Victory, we have a neat uh, series of tests called HeartWise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an executive-style physical. It helps us sort out what your risk is. They put the results in with this uh, Harvard-derived algorithm in terms of risk of heart disease. That, mm-hmm. Again, we can reverse. Uh, there's tests like calcium scores. It's an ultra-fast CT. looks for plaques and arteries in the heart. And again, if you have it, it's not like, oh, I'm screwed. Thanks, Doc. No, no, we can reverse it. <laughs> there's a lot we can do, mm-hmm. but how do you know who to treat? That's a bunch of stuff I did not know. There you go. What else can we talk about with cholesterol and common questions that your patients ask? Common questions. Uh, is there a risk with, with statins? Statin, that's a good question. Uh, again, I don't know why. There's a lot of weird misinformation out there. Statins are very safe. These meds do not irritate the liver. 
Okay. There was a concern about that in the very beginning, but the instance was so low, 10 to 100,000 if even, mm-hmm. uh, that the FDA actually removed liver monitoring requirements, I want to say like 20 plus years ago. Oh, That's okay. not a factor. Muscle licks are legit. Some people take the med and the uh, statins lower levels of coenzyme Q10 in your body. And as that level drops, some people get achy, get soreness, et cetera. Now, as I tell my guys, let's say you're taking the med. You're working out in the yard, you're, you know, raking up leaves or whatever, and you're aching all over. Well, dude, that's just you. <laughs> On the other hand, if it's persistent, you know, I'm aching and it's more unusual. I'm, I'm aching at night. Do an experiment. Oh. Drop the med. Stop it. Two weeks. See how you feel. Restart it again. Very important. Again, how you know, it wasn't a coincidence. You had the flu, mono, COVID, whatever. Right. If the aches come back, okay, that's legit. Let your doctor know. Do not stop statins more than two weeks. You don't oh, want to be okay. off for more than two weeks. More than two weeks, you actually lose all protective benefits. Um, oh. And so again, it's okay to stop a statin for the two weeks. You don't have to titrate down. Well, again, how do you know if it's causing the aches or not? I, I mm-hmm. want to know. Yeah. If you're aching, though, we have other options. Uh, there's other neat meds. Sometimes switching to a different statin will work. If oh. resuvastatin makes you ache, maybe a torvastatin's okay. Sometimes just adding CoQ10 will help or... We can reduce the dose and add a med like ezetimibe, that pill I told you about that blocks absorption of cholesterol, mm-hmm. by itself doesn't work so hot. Mm-hmm. But when you add to statin, it doubles the effect, no statin side effect. We got tricks, <laughs> uh, but let us know. Believe me, we want to know. I don't want you aching or having side effects from a disease that has no symptoms, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to blow it off. Uh, yeah. It's going to affect you. It's worth treating, awesome. no doubt. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that information, Dr. Kim. You were just a treasure trove of information over here at Victory Medical Center. Um, Again, you can find Dr. Kim through MDVIP and through Victory Medical Center by Googling him, Dr. John Kim. And you can visit the website, uh, victorymed.com. You can call Victory at 512-462-DOCS, or that's 512-462-3627. They're so clever around here with that docs thing, Dr. Kim. Thank you again, Dr. Kim, for joining us, and we'll look forward to hearing you on the next podcast. Great. Thank you, Donna. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow this podcast to learn what you need to know about optimizing your health. Visit VictoryMed.com or call 512-462-DOCS to learn more about Victory Medical Center. Remember, be the best that you can be at VMC.